TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. 5 o'clock fire. Welcome back into Sports Radio 610. I'm Sean Bajani in for Ron the Show. Hughley, he is Clint Sterner. Uh, boy, this first guy we're going to talk about as our number one on uh, the 5 o'clock fire Joined in the loop earlier today. That's an interview you need to go back and listen to with Landry Locker and John Lopez. Laramie Tunsil talking about his Pro Bowl nod, the third of his career after starting all 14 games at left tackle this season, according to Pro Football Focus, earning a 91.3 pass block rating, which is first amongst all NFL offensive linemen. I'll throw this one in there, too. He's one of only four offensive linemen to give up two or fewer sacks so far this season, a well-deserving um, mark of recognition, a third Pro Bowl nod for Laramie Tunsil, Clint. Yeah, yeah looking at that, that, uh, that, that stat you threw up there where one of four tackles that don't give up two or fewer sacks and, and Titus Howard being, being there as well, it says a lot about the tackle situation in Houston right now, which will be the same next year, assuming they don't move either – well, they don't move um, Laramie Tunsil in the offseason um, – that's pretty impressive. Um, and if you look at kind of how this team has had to play from behind a lot of the time, uh, even though they've had games closer than maybe the, the record will tell you, um, there's been plenty of opportunity, and these tackles have been put on an island plenty of times um, to, to have failed. To think that they only gave up a sack uh, two or fewer times, for both of those guys is awfully impressive. But, like, yeah, look, Laramie Tunsil, when he came here, he's one of the top tackles in the game. He's still one of the top tackles in the game today and now there's more more analytics and more more ways of judging talent out there than there's ever been and Laramie Tunsil remains among uh, the best. The beautiful thing about this too is that this is voted on by your peers. Yeah. This, this is this is uh, the, the NFL players voting on this. So it's one thing for you and me and everybody in the media to think a guy is a great player, but it's another thing for the guys that are studying studying him uh, and, and playing against him uh, when, when they, week in, week out, when they vote him as a pro bowler, that's a different animal right there. So congrats to Laramie Tunsil. Um, never a doubt that he's one of the top tackles in the ball game when he when he's playing. And, and uh, look, we, we give, I gave him a lot of, a lot of grief for – not being here as, as involved in the offseason and maybe not being as committed to uh, helping this rebuild uh, behind the scenes as much as, as you know, one would like. But when it comes to putting your hand in the dirt and playing the tackle position, doesn't get any better than uh, Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, you know, you talk about this being something voted on by your peers, like how special it is. You mentioned this to me earlier. I actually saw it. If you have not, you owe it to yourself to go find it on social media. Um, it the Washington Commanders put out a video of Ron Rivera, their head coach. I guess it was in his office. Yeah, like and he was, uh, you know, having players come in to meet with him. All the Pro Bowlers on his roster. I guess they had about four or five guys, and um, 
he was he, he play, I forgot who the first guy was, but he was acting like it was going to be bad news, and then he kind of perked up and said, "Hey, congratulations!" And he was kind of surprising guys like that, and it got to be pretty emotional. If you want to understand kind of just how much something like that means to these players, go watch that video. Um, do yourself that favor. It was really, really cool. And I'm sure a lot of other organizations and teams do that, you know, particularly if they have multiple pro bowlers. Um, and I, they find different ways to do it. But that, that was a very cool deal um, by the Washington Commanders. So find that on Twitter or somewhere on social. Yeah, look, man, that that was uh, – you're right. That that was really, really cool. I mean, you, that, you, you're talking about – um, a couple of the guys that that made it, I think, even one of them, Jonathan Allen, uh, was one of them, the defensive lineman uh, that made it. I'm pretty sure he expected and knew that it was coming down. Terry McLaurin was one of the the players that made it. Um, Tress Way, uh, their punter and their holder, uh, also he he was one uh, the the guys that that made it, and they're they're. One of their players, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he he was he's an all around special teams player, and yeah, he, he lost it. He's the one that broke down. I think it was Jeremy Reeves. Yeah, you're right. He's actually a backup safety, but but he's a, he he made it as the special teams as a starter on special teams, and um, man, he broke down. And in those moments, you kind of see how much Ron Rivera, how much of a players coach Ron Rivera actually is, and how how kind of behind the scenes, how cool it is for guys that don't expect it to get this kind of uh, recognition. That was really, really cool. I agree with you, man. I second the thought, man. Check it out. Find it on Twitter. Find it on social media. Find it on the Internet. It was a pretty cool watch. Uh, by the way, Reeves waved twice before as a member of the uh, Commander's practice squad. He's been a practice squad lifer since he came into the league oh, in wow. 2019, so he gets that nod. That's pretty cool. Next up on 5 O'Clock Fire. 5 O'Clock Fire. Texans with their injury report, it is out, and they will be without two. Uh, typically, key contributors in Nico Collins, who's out with the foot. Kenyon Green, their starting left guard, he's out with the ankle. Um, four questionable players today. Uh, left guard, Justin McCray, questionable with a hamstring for Saturday. Chris Moore, questionable with a foot. Brandon Cooks, who did practice and was doing more this week, is listed as questionable with a calf injury. And Steven Nelson, their defensive back corner, um, questionable with a foot and knee injury. Uh, Nelson and Brooks, or Cooks rather, were doing a little bit more uh, even last week on side fields and looked like they uh, ramped it up a little bit in practice this week. But questionable, it could be a little bit of a competitive advantage on behalf of the Texans. Just kind of list them as such, do what they can to – uh, give themselves any hope against the Titans on Saturday. But there's your injury report. And I guess the two biggest ones, obviously, no Nico Collins again and Kenyon Green ruled out. I'm beginning to think they just – I don't know why they didn't do it initially. You need to just kind of kill the season for Kenyon Green at this point. Yeah, look, I don't um, – you know, I, I think I think he's one that not necessarily needs to prove that he can stay healthy, but I, I just – I believe that that it, he needs to get the reps. Um now, obviously, we're not going to put him at risk. I don't. I don't think that you should risk anything here. But, but he and Derek Stingley were two dudes that I think I thought needed to get healthy and needed to play and would benefit from just the experience of of playing the game at the NFL level. Um, when I look at at guys like Damian Pierce, I've seen enough. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily need to see much more of that. Right. Um, mm, but, fair. but to your point with the injury, if the injury, if this is an ankle injury, it's bad enough to keep him off the field. And if you're going to substitute Justin McCray in every time it's an obvious passing situation, 
then then if that's the plan, then I agree. I, I think I think you can go ahead and shelve him and get him healthy and get him ready for next year. Yeah, and I don't mean to just kind of squash it like that, like kill the season, but just answer me this one question. What are you going to see from him the final two games of the season that, that is an absolute must? Like, what more do you need to see? Like, to me, oh, we've oh, I- seen... We've seen good and we've seen bad, but I've seen a hell of a lot more good from Kenyon Green than the bad. I want to get him healthy and ready for next year, a sophomore season. Yeah, look, I, my, for me, it's I think he's I think there is there's got to be a belief or a confidence um, issue there. Not issue, issue. That's, that's too strong. That's too strong. Um, like when you go out there and you don't play well, and when you get when you get absolutely. Um, manhandled the yeah. way that he did against Washington. Yeah. Um that's gonna rattle any man's confidence. I don't give a damn who you are. Like that's gonna rattle like, damn, I, I got to I need I gotta change some things up. I he's gotta admitted get better. That. I know where you're going. He's admitted I, that before. Confidence may not be the right word, but but I, I don't I'm 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 the amnesia for, to put the bad plays yeah. behind. Well I mean you. Ju- just a wake up call, if you will, of of man, I, I've dominated my whole life in high school to Tascasita dominated and A and M dominated. I mean he was able to, at any point in time to turn it on and just manhandle folks and all of a sudden you you, you get absolutely embarrassed. Not just beat he didn't play well a good chunk of the time in pass protection, but he got dominated by by the the two interior defensive tackles uh, with with the the Washington Commanders and again confidence isn't the right word but but he's got to be shook he's got to he's got to be chomping at the bit to want to get back out there and prove that he's better than that he's got to yeah. be chomping at the bit to get with George Warhop and and fix whatever the hell the problems are get better at pass protecting and, and I so I think there's value in him getting back out there and playing well. I think there's value in him getting back out there and playing at the NFL level just to play and get the experience. Um, but, again, priority being getting him healthy. If he's not healthy, yeah. putting him out there on one leg this week versus Jeffrey Simmons is makes no sense whatsoever. So, if he's healthy, I'd like to see him play again. If they do end up shelving him, I totally understand. Next up on 5 O'Clock Fire. 5 O'Clock Fire. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts officially ruled out against the Dallas Cowboys. Gardner Minshew, Mr. Uh, cutoff Shorts himself, uh, will get the start. Hurts missed. Uh, Those two- are called jorts, by the way. Jorts, yeah. Megan gotta- told me if I ever owned a pair, she'd slap me. I ain't going to oh, lie. You, I- are, you got jorts written all over you. Are you kidding me? I don't own no jorts, bro. I got a pair. I wear them for yard work. I was about to say, if I had one, no. I'd wear it for yard work. You, no, no, no. Yes. Tyler, you are a Jorts and Vans no. guy with an A&M shirt all day long. No, no. Jorts are j- jorts are a thing of the past. No, 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 no. I disagree. Uh, I, I don't. disagree wholeheartedly. Nope. That's just the way it is. <laughs> you, you, if you if you have any sense of style as a grown man, you do not now wear jorts. Now you're getting off in a territory where you don't you, you are lost. Sir. No, I'm not lost. Yeah. You're jorts s- is a mistake. You're a Slacks and Vans guy day every guy every day. <laughs> slacks. Jorts, you are a Jorts guy. <laughs> I, with a I, slight cuff in the bottom, I've no question. Owned, I have not owned a pair of jorts. Do you call them a pair, by the way? I've not owned jorts. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, don't know. I have not owned jorts since I was probably like eleven. I'm just telling you, you could pull it off and and rock it. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Well, Megan ain't even going to listen. Well, you, bro. I don't mean, listen. No, I'm not at all. I've got a pair, but my fat, my fat ass none grew up out of them. <laughs> <laughs> they were tight when I bought them. Another two. I got two pairs actually. What size waist you got? Thirty two. Ooh. I ain't been in 32 since eighth grade, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got two pairs, man. I don't man. know if I'm believing 32 from Tyler, though, really. 
I don't know. I, I'm a 30, so maybe. No, yeah. Yeah, I'm a th- uh, I some think pants these are, are 30, I think these 30, are 36s. Oh, yeah. That engulfed me. I'm, I'm dead. I am dead ass serious. You in some jorts with some Vans and, a, and an A&M t-shirt, game over. I'd buy it. The wife doesn't want me to wear them, man. Well, they, she ain't the one wearing them. Yeah, you're right. I'll wear them. F it. Be your own I'm man. Get, I'm getting him some. Get some jorts. Be your own man. I'm Come not on. saying you go out there and cut off an old raggedy pair of jeans that are uneven and you got strings and stuff hanging down. I'm not saying you do that. I'm, you, got, I'm you, gotta picking, get, you get you a nice cuff in the bottom of them. You, absolutely. I'm picturing like the old school jorts, like the ones like in the 90s that got sold at Target and Kmart, like the Levi jorts that are just That's like. what I got. Yeah, I got like like two the, pair of Levi jorts. Have like the little pocket on the side with like that yeah. little thing you can hang I mean, a hammer I, no, off I, of. I, I agree on, only, only <laughs> certain <laughs> dudes. I agree only certain. I'm, I'm giving you a compliment. That's about as, as, as I get. I, like well, I, only you. only certain dudes can rock jorts. You can do it. I got I got the look for jorts. Huh? You can do it. Okay. Hope you're listening, May. You Mine's can do get it, me man. Some, I am rocked up, and they're gonna be Levi jorts. The old the, like old school, like you were talking. That you, I'm, I'm telling you, I'll give it a shot. You wear them one time. Megan, Megan will be the only lady out, out and about the town that tells you she don't like them. <laughs> and then she'll end up like. <laughs> You end up in them. <laughs> Dang it! I apologize uh, after the fact of bringing up George to get into the Jalen Hurts story. Yeah, how do we get there? Oh, George, you're big time, man. <laughs> There's a little bit more meat on the bone here, but we can kind of bypass this because we have a couple more to get to. So next up on Five O'clock Fire. Five O'clock Fire. University of Houston signs a class to uh, sign a quarterback to lead their program into the Big 12 starting next year with a transfer quarterback from Texas Tech. Donovan Smith uh, will be a University of Houston Cougar, have three years of eligibility remaining, and that is almost it's one of the things they really needed to go into a bigger and better uh, conference. 6'5", dual-threat quarterback. Threw for uh, just over 2,600 yards this past season, 19 touchdowns with the Red Raiders. Started in four of the 12 games, and um, it was a pretty cool video that U of H pumped out with Clayton Toon kind of tossing, uh, I think, a T-shirt to uh, Donovan Smith is like a passing of the torch, uh, so to speak, to take over as quarterback, the head of the program with Dana Holgerson as they go into the Big 12. It was pretty cool. Yeah, look, I, I I love this. I love this for U of H, man. I, as I'm looking at this, I mean, I I'm speculating, 100% speculating here. But but to me, this is a uh, th- this is a, a situation where um, they had a starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. He got hurt. Donovan Smith comes in, plays well, um, and then Donovan Smith, to my knowledge gets his job taken by a senior quarterback that comes back from injury. And how do you say his name? We, we just, Shaw. Shaw. Uh, Tyler Shaw comes back and plays. And so there's a quarterback log jam, if you will, at Texas Tech in that quarterback meeting room. You got Morton, who started the season, who I believe is a sophomore, freshman actually, um, out of Eastland, Texas. And he started, he started the season and actually played – uh, a handful of games, and then Donovan, as you said, Donovan Smith came in and played and played really well. Beat Texas, um, beat the Cougs, beat the Cougs, and and I don't don't quote me on this, but I don't think he got hurt. I, don't I, think so. I, I think I think the Shaw kid just came in and essentially took his job. And so when you look at Donovan Smith, you go, Hey man, what happened? Well, it's just a log jam. At, no no hard feelings. Log jam at Texas Tech. Who's the beneficiary? Well, easy. 
Dana Holgerson at U of H. This kid beat UT. This kid can play now. 100%. 100%. All right, that's going to do it for the 5 o'clock fire. Uh, he's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani in for Ron, the show Hughley. Coming up next, week 16 begins tonight. Big time implications for a Texans divisional opponent. We'll talk about it next. Stay there. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. In for Ron, the show Hughley. I'm Sean Bajani. Good evening, everybody. Joined as always by Clint Sterner. Got you till 6 o'clock. If you'd like to be a part of it, 713-572-4610. Call or text the trailer reel and frame text line. You can hit us up on Twitter at Clint Sterner, at Sean Bajani, if you'd like to uh, get at us that way. Thursday night football tonight, week 16, begins. Crucial game for the Titans. We're 7-8 and eight on the season. Crucial one for them to watch tonight in the Jags and Jets, and a big game for them Saturday against the Texans to uh, – Hold position against Jacksonville. They'll know more about what they have to do on Saturday after tonight. Though Jacksonville really, at the end of the day, Clint, kind of controls its own destiny to win the division to a point. They beat the Titans week 14, still have a game against Tennessee in the regular season finale. Meanwhile, the Jets, looking at from their perspective tonight, they're one game behind Miami for the third and final wildcard spot in the conference. Uh, Miami's 8-6, and six, Jets are 7-7. Seven and seven. How do you see this game playing out? Robert Sala's got that defense kind of clicking on all cylinders. They've got the third best mark in the whole league, giving up just about 305 yards per game. They've also got a quarterback. I'm not going to say their quarterback because, well, Robert Sala didn't seem like he wanted to own that one too well a few weeks back. But Zach Wilson is back under center tonight for the Jets. And as good of a rookie campaign uh, as their receiver, uh, Garrett Wilson, is having, on pace to set franchise records across the board. He's going to have a different dude throwing him the football tonight. How do you see it playing out? Well, I think it's fascinating what's going on up in New York, and 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 it's it's um it's played out to to date. It's played out okay for Robert Sala, right? I mean, he's he's played his young quarterback quite a bit. He got injured. Um, uh, my uh, Mike White. Or actually, the Flacco come in and, and play when nah, he gets white. Anyway, no earlier in, er, earlier earlier in the oh, season yeah, earlier in the season. Like, and anyway, anyway, the, the point being is he, he got a lot of he got a lot of run for his young quarterback, um, and and then Mike White was named the starter. Mike White played really well. It seemed like the team seemed to rally around Mike White and and ultimately play uh, better football, better product, better Jets product was on the field offensively when Mike White uh, was the quarterback, and then Mike White goes down. Uh, with a concussion, can't clear protocol, and so they have to go back to Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson gets his first start back last week against Detroit. They lose 20-17. to 17. He completes 18-35 to 35 balls, throws for a, a chunk of yards, 317 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, but they lose to the Detroit Lions. And, and, and they are one of, they being the Jets, are one of uh, a handful of teams that are vying for uh, that, that final playoff spot in the AFC. So, um, it's he, he's he's navigate Robert Sala that he is has navigated this quarterback situation without creating too much drama. Once again, Mike White is not cleared, so Zach Wilson is still the quarterback. At some point, he's going to have to make a decision. Mike White's going to be healthy. Zach Wilson's going to be playing, and they're going to there's going to be an opportunity to make the playoffs. I believe at that point in time, you got to play the best quarterback. Mike White is the best quarterback that gives you a chance to win a ball game. You got to make that choice over. 
developing Zach Wilson? In my opinion, you do. I, I think you let the team down if you sacrifice a, a potential playoff uh, opportunity to 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 get Zach Wilson more run. But this game tonight, if we're talking about that's just one layer. The Jets quarterback situation is one layer, and right now it's played itself out pretty smooth because Robert Sala hasn't had an opportunity to start one or the other. Here, here's here's where here's where we we are with this particular game. I think I mentioned it earlier. Both teams are fighting for a playoff spot, and and then when you look at um, at these the matchup, you get the number six offense in Jacksonville and the number three overall defense with the Jets. What gives tonight? I I, I think that's a that's that's a um, that's a, a, a ticket that's worth the, the price of admission yeah. because you're 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 talking about a a really good offense or what's shown the ability to be a really good offense in Jacksonville. Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence versus a number three overall defense. Robert Sala is is a great defensive mind. Uh, let me let me back up and correct something real quick. Obviously, um, Robert Sala did pick Mike White over um, over Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson wasn't playing well. It wasn't an injury. He picked him over over uh, Zach Wilson. But since then, it's played out as 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 best it could. We'll see if it comes to a head over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know this game tonight's interesting for me, more so from a Jacksonville standpoint of view. I mean, look, we're in the AFC South. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.